Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Old Sun Podcast, Rodeo Time Podcast. We're back and forth on names. This is uh, your host, Dale Brisby. Today, we've got an interesting guest, Mr. Peyton Holt, longtime friend and lawyer mm. of the Rodeo Time Incorporated crew. Uh, it's your first time to the warehouse. First time. So, yeah. It's you get been... to hear some backstory of me and Peyton, our history together. We'll get to some rapid-fire do- legal questions at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... A little bit of background on on uh, Dale's development into Dale. Yeah, as a young man blossoming into yeah. the woman that he is now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some stories, some serious, some funny, and uh, like to thank our friends Rock and Roll Denim, bringing us a podcast. Reflex. Have you tried Reflex yet? Wear them every day. I need to get you in. Uh, oh, well, you do. You wear them every day. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, <clears throat> I can't live without the reflex. Yeah. I ride in them. I ranch in them. Anyways, uh, let us know what you think about the podcast. 940-353-0890. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on uh, on uh, how they're going. This is number 50. This is it? I think. Like my 50th podcast. Yeah, and spoiler alert, this one, probably my fault. It's not, not going to be as funny as the others. There's some funny. But there's moments. some funny spots. Yeah, there's some funny. But moments. it's a little bit more serious. Yeah, I feel like. Well, than, we're telling than, stories. Than the other forty-nine. We're telling stories. Yeah, yeah. We'll let you be the judge. Rodeo time. Got to get her on down the road. You know, I I DM'd Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn DM'd me. How'd that go? Did you see it? I didn't. I haven't seen your DMs. No. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I put. Po- I posted it. Actually, okay, it hasn't gone out yet. I cut up a, a the story on my podcast, and it's going out today on YouTube. The the segment where Theo Vaughn and I were talking. He was like, uh, "What did he say?" Oh, he was like, "Hey, are you in Tennessee?" And I said, "No, man. Tennessee. Uh, the music sucks there." <laughs> and then uh, I said, "Besides, that's where they had the first Denny's." Hmm hate Denny's he hates Denny's yeah have you heard his bit on Denny's uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah anyways pretty solid sure. spot yeah th- well it's a solid it's bit. his his bit yeah not but, Denny's yeah yeah. No, yeah he's not a fan of Denny's <laughs> um is it is it Denny's in general or just the Denny's in Tennessee all of particularly them. all of them that's a bit of a stretch he's right? from like I mean he's from like Louisiana yeah but Covington Louisiana but he was in L.A. for a long time, but now he's moved to Tennessee. So I don't know anything uh, about – I was just joking that, that that's where they had the first Denny's, was in Tennessee. And then I found out he moved there, and I was like, oh, wait, never mind. I love Tennessee. Yeah. Um, have you – just DM, though, y'all haven't have – have you met him in person at all? Uh-uh. He seems like a cool dude, though. He seems like he's just lived a life, though. You know what I mean? Like oh, definitely. One, growing up in Louisiana, really, anybody that's lived in Louisiana has lived a life, right? Like, my wife had anybody a cousin that just lived there for a short period of time. Anybody's driven through there. The yeah. roads suck. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. It's like the interstate, just like. Well, like, and like half of it's over water. Yeah. So there's that problem. Golly. But, you yeah, know. I got to do something about I-20, bruh. Bruh. I twenty. I'm I'm an I. I'm just mostly on I ten. Yeah. And once you get past Lake Charles, it's like you're just looking for alligators the whole time. Yeah. Because you're literally on a bridge from like Lake Charles to Baton Rouge, essentially. Yeah. Um, Atchafalaya Basin or whatever. Um, 
So let me ask you this question. Just kind of pivoting on the Theo Vaughn deal. I'm assuming that you've listened to his like his stand-up comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you? I think we've had this conversation before. Like, have you ever thought about pivoting and doing some stand-up comedy stuff at all? I think about it often. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I know it's not something. <clears throat> You know, like Nate Bargatze and all these guys that I'm watching right now. Like, I know it's a, it is definitely not just a, hey, you're a funny guy. Yeah. You should be a stand-up comic. Like, it's more of a skill and a trait and you got a, you know, craft that you perfect. I've done a lot of public speaking. Right. And I like to make people laugh. Okay. But I've never done stand-up check, check. comedy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Plus, there's not a lot of stand-up comedy um, opportunities in Winnebago. Fair. I would need to like I would need to have like a sure enough written out thing to deliver. I went to um a farm show in Kansas and uh this guy wanted me to make an appearance and I was like, Okay and I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And so I uh I told him a price that was like Just my stupid number. This has yeah. got to be what it is for me to be excited about driving to a farm show in Kansas. And I get there and I pull in the front gate and I found it odd that they were charging to get into the farm show in Kansas. But anyways, he was like, Oh no, you're the guy on the poster at you're, you're, you're performing at one o'clock. And I was like, well, it must be a few guys on that poster. Yeah. Cause I'm not performing anything. He's like, Oh yeah. Long hair, sunglasses. Yeah, you're doing stand-up comedy at one. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, that's news to me." And it was like, it was like ten thirty or eleven, and I pull up. Sure enough, he like had advertised that I'm going to do stand-up comedy at a farm show in Kansas. Average age of spectator is like fifty-eight. Yeah, average age. Yeah. So the I mean, Denny jokes would have hit hard, yes. probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like sit in my truck and I think of like the best deal I could, you know, routine mm-hmm. that I could have possibly come up with. And I thought to myself, I need to get somebody to film it in the back. And I was like, nope, I don't want this documented. Anyway, yeah, matter yeah, of fact, I'm going to like, help people put their phones down. Um, Dave Chappelle style. Just... It went about like you would think a person's first comedy show at a farm show would have gone. But the next day, crowd was much younger and it went way better and it was essentially like was the it like same school jokes. day school day at the yeah farm and it was show like younger people yeah the next day was way better but like the first day like nobody understood what i do or who i am or right. why i was talking the way i was talking right and the second day like there were like actual dale brisby fans there and uh which i get it the first day like you don't know who i am you don't know what i'm like it's pretty it takes an elite sense of humor that's about to understand <laughs> do you do you have that problem with like on your social media stuff and your youtube <clears throat> channels do you feel like like what do you feel like your demographic base is right is it, is it are there's are there like you know 68 year old ranchers like real life guys that we know they're like dude you nailed me right like, or or yeah. or is it so like, like mike's girlfriend katie kaufman yeah her dad okay it's like i think that's one of the biggest things that that like one of the biggest things that that bothers her is how much of a fan her dad is. Yeah, who's like, you know, late sixties rancher, gets horseback every day kind of guy. Yeah. 
So she can't get over you because he's always bringing her. Well, yeah, she probably can't up. get over me, period. Right. And then she has to deal with that. That's fair. That's fair. But, yeah, there's older. That's the thing. And, and the booths tell the story. Mm-hmm. You know, like you take a picture, get down on a knee, take a picture with a four-year-old that can say, you know, pow, pow, and on to the next one, recite all this stuff, and then take a picture with somebody's grandmother, you know, who mm-hmm. gets on Facebook all the time. Right. That's all it takes. Appreciation for the industry and then somebody who gets on social media often. And, of course, a good sense of humor. Yeah. Well, you're just born with those, though. I guess you could develop them, but it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, Okay, so back to... I like how I feel like you're the host of this podcast. Well, dude, when when you said you want to do a podcast, I was like, I'm a lawyer, man. Like, nobody wants to hear what I have to say, right? So it's like, I got to do more interviewing you. Okay. Because there's, I'm sure that there's stuff that, you know, I'm sure somebody has wondered somewhere, hey, how come Dale doesn't do stand-up comedy? Because, I mean, to be fair, and one of your best friends, I think you'd be great at it. I think you would have to develop into that deal. I agree, Winnebago would probably be a tough spot to mm-hmm. get going. At the cafe. Yeah, the cafe. Carla would like that. <laughs> In the mornings. <laughs> we just ate at the I can see her just, you know, Winnebago not laughing cafe. once. You know? yeah. you, you, she, would, she would laugh. She'd be my biggest fan, I think. Yeah, she would laugh. Rick. Know. Yeah. Rick would laugh. Yeah. I don't know if Rick would get it. Oh, man. You know, but, but you're... But the humor would have to be, like, if you were going to get, like, a Netflix special on a comedy show. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. kind of have to have a wide variety of things. But at the same time... What do you mean wide? I think you got to have, like, a... It can't be particularly niche to a particular industry, right? Like, like we would have a bunch of funny anecdotes and jokes and scenarios where we're talking <laughs> about, you know, ag stuff. I right? don't know, man. I think that that would, that would hit. Especially if, if you can connect people in that world. And, like, if you have okay, a way of okay. explaining it to people, you know, and, like, just the differences. You know, yeah, and I guess the stories are funny in and of themselves, right? Like, yeah, because sometimes they're so off the wall. And, like, uh, Drew Merritt, my buddy from L.A., yeah, he grew up in New Mexico and then lived in L.A. for the last 10 years. And that's one of the things that we talked about on, on the last podcast with him was, like, because he knew personally some creators mm-hmm. in L.A. and uh, that I follow. Um, and so it was interesting. Uh, anyways, he was talking about how good we have it here mm-hmm. because like a couple of rodeo times back, it was like rodeo time 213, 212. Carl Wayne almost died and he almost yeah. killed us. Yeah. Like we just literally walked outside. Carl Wayne had his head stuck in a panel and right. was trying to kill everybody carrying around an 80 pound panel. Right. And so Donnie turned on the camera and we rescued him. Yeah. You know, got a saw out, cut up the panel and then he tried to kill everybody. And it was just like this awesome video. Got like 200,000 views on Instagram because it was genuinely entertaining, you right. know, and it was like not planned or rehearsed or anything. Well, like if you live in LA, and you live in an apartment or even a house in L.A., yeah, and you're a yeah. content creator, like, you better have some talent. Yeah. And you better go. And a lot of those. Because a bull, and, and bull they with do. his head stuck in a fence doesn't just fall out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and a lot of them do, you know, um, and that's why they're in L.A. Um, but he was just talking about, like, how good we have it and how interesting that is. That's mm-hmm. one thing I found with with the life that we live mm-hmm. is that you and I for most of our lives underestimated 
how interesting yeah. our lives are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I, I learned started learning that through the internship program. People that would come here that were like intrigued with this lifestyle that wanted to learn about it and how willing they were to work for free to learn about it. Right. I'm not going to do this job for free. No, no. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like I've been doing it my whole life. Right. You know, you're going to have to pay me. But to somebody that grew up not around it and they want to learn about it and they're interested in it, it's, you know, they'd almost pay me to do it. What is that? <clears throat> now, I know we brought in interns. We've done all that. But, you know, I was just thinking about, like, whenever I went to college, like, we'd be interacting. We did, we would do, like, trips and we'd go camping and stuff and I, th- I don't know if we went out to y'all spot um uh, the ranch that you were managing i don't think we went out there group of guys but there'd be we'd have like group of guys from dallas and houston who had never been around man i think before. y'all might have came out there once i think we did i think we did yeah yeah we did yeah i remember and we and we swam in that tank and and um anyway yeah, but, but we had guys that were that were coming and they were like you know from the spring area of houston and um you know certain spots of dallas but like they had never been around cattle before mm-hmm. and and it was weird for me like it was like eye-opening to see how they perceive cattle right yeah whereas like like you know where we grew up it was like like cows are like just really big dogs that could hurt you if they get crazy yeah. but like for the most part they're just gonna leave you alone Right, like, yeah. like you can chew at them and they'll run away, and, and like these guys were just acting like these cows were like, like bears hunting them at night, you yeah. know. And I was like, well, what's scary is sometimes the opposite. So I got like, yeah, some fight, I, they're not fighting bulls, bucking bulls, and one of them's kind of bad, New Mexico bad boy. And <clears throat> as as someone who owns the bulls, you don't want to just live on the fence. Sure. You 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 teach them. You then you'll teach them that they can keep you there, and right. they will. Right. And it'll teach the bull that he can run you. But you also don't want to. So 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 I walk in the pen with him, but I'm not turning my back on him. Right. And so I've got this like sense sensitivity to like and respect for him. Sure. But I'm also not going to cower to him. Right. You know because they'll feel it, and if you cower to him, they'll they'll dig in. Yeah. Just like a dog. Yeah. And. uh I had the the last intern, Nick, he, that was one thing I had to explain to him. Cause when he left me, he went to go work for a bull guy, bull guy. And I was like, dude, you can't you keep your head. Cause on he swivel, would just dude. walk in there. Yeah. <clears throat> and he didn't understand the little nuances I had as far as paying attention. And at any time I could have exited really quick. Yeah. He couldn't. Yeah. And anyways, it, and it was a good conversation. He, he, I just had to open his eyes, but he was oblivious to what, this animal was capable of yeah it's kind of the opposite of what you're talking about well yeah but in, like in, in my situation it was like just getting out in a pasture with mama cows right like like these like and there's some crazy cows but i mean bulls are a different story obviously and then definitely rodeo bulls bucking bulls and then carl wayne with his aggressive nature yeah that dude he's got a small man syndrome carl wayne does yeah a little bit like and he's he nick, comes out hot nick um I don't know if you know this. It's not been on my YouTube, but like Nick experienced that. Oh, he got it. It did get filmed. Okay, good. But not by my YouTube camera. Okay. Nick okay. experienced that to the fullest. Did did Nick first did thing he learn from filmed, that experience? First thing they filmed. Wow. It was wonderful. It yeah. will be wonderful. 
one day. And that reminds me, I, I, that reminds me of this story where I had, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, I had a Rottweiler. He didn't learn. He went back. He did. He went back. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Dude, because that's, I, I had a, I had a, um, an American steer, I think my senior year of high school, I showed us the American steer and we had the, you know, our chutes over here. The barn was right here in our wash rack where we were, we'd wash the steers would be kind of behind the barn. Anyway, had a Rottweiler, um, came around the corner of the barn. I was walking the steer back and put him in the pen. This Rottweiler tried to like sneak behind him. Right. And dude, that sucker just pinned him up against the, up against the barn. Your steer did. The steer did. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, pin the Rottweiler. Boom. And um, Rottweiler, you know, nothing went wrong with him. He's fine. Just he just got kicked pretty good. Learned his lesson. And then, but then, like the next day, I'm over there. I'm watching the same steers, like like repeat the same scenario. The dog comes walking around the corner, sees me walking. He's like, "Oh, my bad." He walked backwards, <laughs> like he didn't turn around. He was like, "No, no, 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 I'm good." You know. Yeah. Um, so Nick did not have that experience. No. He just he tried to take it a step further. Oh. Okay. Yeah. One I wanna, day, I don't one day, s- yeah, one day we'll see. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, it's, I don't want to spoil it. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, Carl Wayne was interesting. We got a lot of stuff with him. Yeah, he's a Casey Donahue bull. Yeah, we got him from Casey Donahue. Yeah, I got him. I bought him from Casey, so he got out of Casey. Casey's got a high fence place, uh-huh. Throckmorton, but you know he tried to catch these cows in the pen, and uh, this bull got out. And so I went and me and Leroy went and roped him and drug him in my half top. And he was like, well, you just, you want to buy him from me? And so I bought him and used him for that. I mean, exactly what he was used for, you know, content. And, uh, made like a hundred bucks on him when I sold him. You sold him? Yeah. He gone. Yeah. That's a whole story also. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, so much that's happened in the last couple of months. But anyway, um, I feel like people would want to hear from Dale Brisby's lawyer. I don't know if that's true. Um, <clears throat> you know, when we lived together in college, I was thinking about this when I was driving up here. When we lived together in college, like I was not on the rodeo team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, so this might be a, a therapy session between you and I. But, you know, like you and, and Jacobs and the rodeo guy like like and, and Ross, it was such a weird – I don't want to say weird, but it was such an interesting dynamic looking back on it for me because I felt like – and this is a shout-out to all the rodeo moms and girlfriends and wives because I felt like I was like your wife. Right, because we, you know, we're, we're living in the house, and and I'm just going to school, like you know, just yeah. being a regular college kid. And then, but y'all were like really living on the weekends, like like weekends. Y'all were always going to rodeos, yeah. and then I'm, you know, going to parties and doing different stuff like regular college kids. But then I would like clean up everything and get everything, and then like y'all would come back, and then just like dump all your rigging gear in the living room. And I was like, well, this is this is this is what my week looks like, <laughs> you know, like this is. This is what we're doing during the week, and it's not that big a deal because I'm not there mostly during the week, you know. And then, yeah. and then, like, so, like, the weekend, the week, the house was mine during the weekend, and yeah. then during the week it was really y'all's, and I was, you know, going to class, you know. Yeah. And y'all were too, but it just had that weird, had that weird feel to it. And so to connect that to now, sometimes it feels, sometimes I feel like I have that same situation where it's like you'll call me. 
like on some deals, we don't have, to, we can't talk about some of them, but you know, we, you know, you call me and be like, Hey, this is a mess. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll clean it up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like this one deal, you know, a couple of deals pop off and it's like, Hey, we're getting in a hurry or we're getting in a bad spot here. It's like, all right, I'll just, I'll clean up this rigging gear real quick, you know, yeah. metaphorically, yeah. you know? And, um, but it's been fun, man. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm glad that I came up here and to see what all that is going on uh-huh. because, you know, and I think a lot of your, your followers, a lot of your audience will appreciate this. Um, it's like those ag based guys, you see, like you, you work with your hands and at the end of the day, you have something tangible to touch, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's, it might not necessarily be something that you physically hold in your hands, but if you, you know, you plow field all day, you know, and, and you, you, you plow a thousand acres at the end of the day, you turn around and you see a, like you, you, yeah. you see what you did. You sell a calf. Right. 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 Or, or, you know, you AI cow, then you, you know, the, then you do the Cavendale, then you wean it, you know, so like there's always something tangible, but it's always something growing you, but you can see what you're growing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that has been, so like with my background growing up in the ag world, similar fondness for that, right. Where it's like, Hey, like I, I appreciate seeing something that, which is why I, I like to mow my own yard. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, cause that's really the only thing that I have because in my world and where I, where I'm at, on my computer, I turn my computer off and it looks the exact same as it did that morning, right? I might have started four companies and won a different motion or whatever it is. Yeah. Like we moved the needle, but I don't have anything really tangible. Yeah. That I'm like, yeah, that's it, you know? Yeah. And and so like the rodeo time company for me for a long time until I guess I mean, this is my first time here. Right. Right. Um, first time seeing it. I don't think I saw. I don't think I came to your house when this when when the house was the warehouse. No, no. no this um, is your first time to Winnebago. Yeah, and and it's been a it's been kind of a yeah. That's wild that you got to skip to the. I don't want to say the end, but the present, just because of the. But <clears throat> but you know, I like know. I remember I'm, when we formed it, right? We formed it and we started doing trademarks, and so like think think of it from 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 my side of the of the of the table where, you know, you're moving the needle, you're going in NFR and we're doing different things and, and you're out in your public and you're, you know, we're growing a product line and we're doing all of this stuff and everything is very tangible here. Mm-hmm. Right. On my end, like I could put all of our stuff in document form, like between yeah. my two hands. Right. And it, and, in, and I never get to make that connection between, you know, these five corporate books and the contracts and stuff yeah. that we've done to the hats and the logos and right. you know what I mean? Like seeing it out. Well, out if in anything, the world. I mean, I think the people yeah, too, you know, the culture yeah. of the company is the, probably the biggest thing that I think you get, you've not been able to experience Yeah, the culture of like inside the warehouse. Yeah. And yeah. while we're filming, yeah. you know, those things, yeah. you get to see the end product of that, that we put out, right. but like right. while we're filming, and so that, I mean, and that in essence is the, that's what I have my hand in the most, mm-hmm. you know, I don't do much with the shirts or caps. It's more about the content. That's what I work on every day Yeah, is the content. Yeah. And then, um, Lisa, she's, she handles everything else. Yeah. You know, uh, she could, she could clean me out. I wouldn't right, even know Right. But until it. this morning, she was just a name. 
right? She was yeah, just, for she you. Was just Lisa yeah, exactly. For me, right. Yeah. I'd never met her. I didn't even know what she looked like. Yeah. You know, I didn't. If you was, hey, she had brown hair, or blonde hair. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Um, which is kind of put a fire. She's got blonde hair. Yeah, blonde hair. Yeah. She's forty-three. Um, She's a firecracker. Single mom. Just rocking and rolling. If there's any. There, there are not any eligible bachelors out there. She's, um, she's a, she's the, she's the backbone of rodeo time. That says something for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't ever talk about Lisa. But well, she deserves <laughs> to be talked about. She's rocking. She's um, rocking and rolling for sure. Uh, but yeah, so the cult, the the videos, the content, and then the culture of the company are things I try to, you know keep my yeah involvement in the most I, well, li- I like i like with designs i like dealing with designs yeah like that cap right there like i was pretty excited about that i like this cap yep. yeah yeah a lot of people like that cap. yeah <laughs> you know but but and having known you for so long right i was thinking about this like we're coming up on like 20 years of friendship isn't that crazy yeah that's wild like that's that makes really me wild. like that that like there's a couple things, and it's just happening lately because like we're still young guys, right? I mean mm-hmm. we're not old by any stretch of the means, but we uh, like there's certain things every now and then where I'm like, dude, I'm getting old. Like yeah. you know, like 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 my my daughter has a loose tooth, and I'm like, yeah. you're like you shouldn't have that yet, you yeah. know? And then then thinking up here, it's like 20 years. 20 years is a long time, period. It's definitely a long time to be best friends with somebody, you know? What yeah, I mean? for sure. Because we were. I mean, think about that. That was that was high school. Yeah, you get. I mean, I remember whenever we were in that Coliseum at, at um, Auditorium at Clarendon when we met. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, you were lightning struck that day. Green, baby. yeah, dude. What's um, the What's the craziest thing you remember me doing or being involved in? Hmm. What's we had a lot of fun in Nazareth, Texas. We could just that, do that. That you remember about me that makes you not surprised I am where I am right now. Oh man, it's um, just like like you think of that story and you're like, yeah, it's pretty like, on like, par. Like like hindsight looking back, it's like yeah, that was that happened. We should have known when that was going on that right. that this was destined. Um, man. Two two stories and and one is more of like comedy side of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes. But at the same time, the uh, there's a there's a personal side of stuff too, which I think is like one of your primary reasons for your success, in my opinion, is because you you, you know and you talked about it just a second ago, like the people and the culture and all that stuff is important here for the company that we're growing. Like yeah. that's one thing. But then externally for your followers, like they feel that too, right? Um, and so I remember one time you and Garrett claiming came down from Nazareth and surprised me, mm-hmm. um, in my room randomly, um, which kind of showed, you know, I, I remember that so visit, vividly because it was like, oh, okay, this is, this is a really good, he's a really good friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were good friends at that point. Yeah. But like, I just remember that going, I was like, okay, this, he's a really good friend. He really cares about folks. I, I don't remember what was going on. I was supposed to, maybe I was supposed to go to Nazareth for something. And I couldn't, so then y'all came down. Anyway, but so that 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 did that. But then I remember uh, on the comedy side, um, you know, we were in we were at Area One Leadership Camp in Clarendon, and and we've talked about this. But like when you 
you know, remember you, you would do different voices. And so it was like, like hanging out with you was like hanging out with like the cast from the Simpsons, where it's like, you would do that. Like Seth MacFarlane, like you would just talk in your different characters and you would argue with each other, like, yeah. like internally. And for us, it was really funny. Um, I think for some of the older ag teachers, they just, they got annoyed with us quickly. Right. Yeah. Now, granted we were like 16, 17 years old. So we were probably annoying to begin with, but, um, but all right. So, so, we had that that wireless microphone, right? Yeah. And and we're in the auditorium, and you you stole that wireless microphone, and you hid. I don't know if you hid under the podium or like behind a curtain or something, but like nobody could see you. But you were over the PA system, right? And then you were arguing back and forth between like Arnold Schwarzenegger and then this like little baby voice that you did. <laughs> and you were going and 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 it had like it like it, it would have been funny if it was like like 30 seconds worth of arguing back and forth but then it became like this like 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 uh, what's the what's the term where it's like the like the laudville sketches like back in like the 1920s where it's like you know like there's like like there's an old man chasing a young man like in and out of doors <laughs> right because there's all these ag teachers just like descended on the place and they like they couldn't find you because you were hiding <laughs> and and so like you're just sitting there arguing and so like we're laughing at you because what you're number one what you're doing was funny what you're saying was funny also but then you had like just like you know all the suits from the matrix were just like trying to find you <laughs> and, they, and they couldn't do it. And then when they, and then when they did, man, it was just like somebody opened the door on you in the bathroom. Like your face was just like, you know, like it's like, Oh, so sorry. You know, he gave the microphone and do like, just like stuff like that. Yeah. When we would do that is just looking back on it now, man. Uh, so, uh, I remember that, but I remember like, and still to this day, like I, despise um i don't want to say like like an agenda Mm -hmm. and i don't mean like someone who's producing a movie and they've got a political agenda like i don't mean agenda in that sense i mean like literally like this is what we're gonna do like an actual agenda on a piece of paper yeah um an itinerary right um formal planning right um just formal situation like i like things to be laid back yeah and, and fluid and and, yeah. and and i've had to like and actually like running a company you know i've had to either get more itinerary based with certain things or sure. defer that to lisa sure you know um but i just I, I hated so for instance when we were you know in office and we went and met the lieutenant governor yeah oh yeah like solid there's there's ten of us. Yeah, and somebody on the team who had some a relative with some power and oil company got this meeting set up. We're there. I'm in the back because I don't really care. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> like I I appreciate you that weren't we're there. you weren't vying for that 2028 run. <laughs> I is that pre- what you're saying? And 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 I understand looking back how some people didn't appreciate my immaturity. That that's what they would call it, right? I personally <laughs> uh, thought it was hilarious. We had this immaturity, guy, perfecting careers. You know, yeah. What? what yeah. yeah, people. People tomato, like. Tomato. Yeah, um, I, I get where they're coming from. Sure. Looking back, but like, so we're all like dressed up suits, you know, and like we're meeting the lieutenant governor, and we had this guy with us who was big. Yeah. And uh, me and him and Jamin Roller. Are in the back. Yeah, I'm gonna 
yeah, not to name any names, but Jamin Roller. He's a pastor at Citizens he was Church. There. Um, <laughs> he incited a riot. He's the instigator. <laughs> he would be the instigator. Anyways, and then there's the big guy. And the big guy had this tick, like, you know, like a sneeze, mm-hmm. but like you could initiate it. Mm-hmm. If you touched his neck, that's the noise he would make. So literally push, you could push his buttons. Yes. Yeah. He had a button you could push and he would like, it was like a reflex. Right. You know, not a, t- it was like a reflex. But if you like pushed your hand into his neck, he would go, and like try to get away from it. And it was just like, I don't know. It was, was sensitive. That the, was that the neck. one that would go, or was his laugh was when he would go? The, the laugh. Of, yeah. The laugh yeah. was more like a sneeze. Yeah. And when he got laugh, he would go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like he was cold and he would just like quiver you know he'd be like, ha, ha, and it would be really loud right and he right. would like kind of lose control of it and then at the end of the laugh he'd, ha, ha, and he would like come down off of it like this wavy like quiver yeah, yeah. um that was his laugh but then the 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 neck thing would be like this sensitive part and he'd go and it would be really loud. Right. Especially in a quiet setting when you're meeting with the lieutenant right. governor. Right. And so me, Jamin, and this guy, the big guy, we're in the back. And uh, sweet as pie, yeah. this guy was. Like, sweet as pie. Me and him were, we got along. Yeah. You know, and because, like, I was very nice to him. And, and we, you know, we were buddies. Um, We picked on each other, like, in a very loving brotherly sense. Gotcha. Like, it never really... Like it was, it was like wasn't mean spirited. No, me. not yeah. at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Um, like we we told each other we loved each other. Like it was, anyways. Um, we're in the back of this meeting, and Jamin like looks at me, and he was younger than me, at the time, but like for some reason had some. I mean, he's still younger than me at this time. Also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for some reason, he was one of those people that had influence over me. Even though he was younger than me, okay, which was odd. Later, looking back, I'm like, I'm younger than you, but I don't know. I don't have influence. Okay, keep going. You, you don't you just threw me for a loop there. Yeah, but like he had like a big brother influence. Got it. Okay, you influenced me like a leader, but he had more of a like he could get me to do things. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, he and I were in the same grade, and and so. It was just funny that I found out later he was younger than me, and he, anyways, whatever. Besides the point, he looks at me, and uh, and then he looks over at, at the big guy, and he kind of nods and smiles, and I was like, Oh, oh we're yeah. talking about Jamin. Yeah, oh, got it. Okay, I was, I was talking about, I was thinking of somebody else. You were thinking of the big guy. Yeah, I anyway, was like, I was like, man, I, I didn't know that. I have no idea. You and the big, the big guy, guy had, had. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I was like. I knew y'all were close, but I didn't know y'all were like. No, no, no. Jamin, Jamin's okay. like one of the few I'm, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was yeah. Be, because. Yeah. This is it, and he may have some answer. He need to, might need to answer to some deacons for this, but because <laughs> I looked up to him spiritually as a Christian, sure. I figured anything he suggested me to do, it was like I had a pass. It's like, well, it's 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 not <laughs> sinful. This isn't a sin, you know, like, this is the guy I go to for spiritual advice. Yeah, like, yeah, so, Jamin, be careful of that. Be, yeah, because, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, like, you got some... You can influence people yes, very easily. To to then walk over and stab the big guy in the neck Yeah, with all four fingers, and he make this loud sound, and the whole room stop, much less the ten of us and the lieutenant governor. Boy, what... The, What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, so because that's how it happened, right? Like you, yeah. were, y'all were sitting there, and then Jamin like was like, 
Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I because I was like, I was like looking up at the. I wasn't interested in the meeting. I love how I love how like impressionable or malleable you were. That's what to, I'm saying. That. That's what I'm saying. But it was he. It was such a good idea in that moment. You know, like whenever he shared that with me, I was like, "Oh my!" Like gosh, that joke is... was gonna land. Like it oh, was gonna. Yeah. I very can't. specific audience. I could for sure. Wait. Yes, I could not wait to make my way over there. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the funny thing looking back was like the big guy. Like he saw it coming. <laughs> so like he saw me making my way, and he saw this grin on my face, and he knew what I was, he was after. Like, no, no. And he's no, like no, no, hiding no. his neck. You know, he's just like. <laughs> And I kind of, and he's like, everybody else knew what I had done, you know, because they knew his reflex, so to speak. Yeah. I don't want to call it a tick because it's not like that's something almost got a negative his reaction. His reaction to that. A, yeah. A reaction, a reflect, a, a reflex. Anyways, everybody, like some of them didn't even turn around. Like they knew what I had done yeah. immediately. Just immediate, off. just immediate shame. Just like, yeah. Like, oh, I can't, why did we even bring that guy? <laughs> My, He's got long hair and he's wearing sunglasses in front of the like, lieutenant like, governor on, at man. night inside. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> lieutenant governor like gives me a look and then forgets about it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like they didn't forget about it. We had a meeting that night, come to Jesus meeting. Everybody was a, was like disappointed, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Even the big guy that one hurt. The big guy, the was big guy hurt. Like, yeah. I thought you got me. Yeah, Jamin didn't say anything in the meeting, but like everybody else did. I just walked out. Yeah, Jamin was a co-conspirator, so he knew he couldn't. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he, he and couldn't, I, I didn't want to. And you didn't want to out. Did you out? So, no, no, so no, no, is this no, the no. first time? No, no, no. This is probably the first time. That that the people that were there and at your come to Jesus yeah. know, know about Jamin's involvement? Yeah. And that deal? Jesus knew. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Because it was a come to Jesus, and we came to Jesus, and Jesus was like, mm -hmm. Hey, two of and you he was guys. like, at, there's not yeah. just one guy yeah, in here. You better not say anything, Jamin. Yeah. But Jesus didn't throw him under the bus either. Yeah. 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 Anyway, until today, he just like came out. <laughs> he just like came out in the hall later. He's like, "Ah, oh, that was rough, wasn't it?" I was like, "Shut up." <laughs> but, anyways, so, but, my but point is, we... is like, like looking back, it's like, like no part of me wanted to get serious. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Still, no part will not. Well, and I remember. To. I, I remember even in in college, whenever I think this podcast. It, maybe even this specific one is like the most serious I ever get. This is? Like these podcasts? Yeah. As far as like, that, this is it. Yeah. Unless it's like a, a post I make with scripture in it, like, this is it. This is the most serious Dude, but that's ever been, hear. But, you know, and that's, but that's been you through. I, I remember when we were wrapping up college, right? And you were like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to law school and I'm going to do this. And, you know, like, it's like, 22 23 year olds like they feel this stupid pressure to like okay like you got to have it figured out by now right like like no you don't number one no one no one wanted, like you don't but i remember being amazed at you whenever because like i'm over here i'm like dude i need to i need to be in a very serious relationship like mm -hmm. i got i'm going to law school i gotta i gotta do these very serious things like you know, like spreading the wings and we're flying. And then you were just like, no, nah, I might go just work on a ranch for a little bit. You know, like, and I think you had, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you had some like decent offers on the table. And I've, I've had some serious yeah. job offers, but to be honest, it was always about rodeo. Yeah. Like I knew. That's what it was. I knew there was no way that I could ever do anything 
that you would keep me. You had a sweet job offer from being in a rodeo arena, and I remember you had this. You had this sweet job offer, and I was like, and I was like envious. I was like, dude, that's a great gig. But but the catcher for you was like, nah, I can't take it. They won't let me rodeo on the weekends, man. And it was, and like, I was. Do you remember? It, it was, was a sweet deal. conversation. Yeah, this guy called me and he was like, "Hey, we'd love to have you." And deep down, I was like, "This is awesome." I'm not sure. And he was like, "The only thing is, you can't you can't rodeo anymore." Yeah, I was like, mm, I was like, "Oh, breaker. okay." And he was like, "But think about it." And I was like, "Oh, I don't need to think about it." <laughs> I, I I answered him. Like that, like yeah. there was no. I was like, no, no, no. I don't need to think about it. Y'all can just call the next guy. Like I'm, no thanks. Like he was like, are you sure? Like you don't want to just like. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna give you a week if you call yeah. me. Then I said, man, I'm not gonna call you. That's like that's, that's my life. You yeah. know, like this was a side thing where it's just like society kind of pressured me. I might like it was like rodeo first priority, and then I might come to work. Right. You know, like, right. that's what you were gonna get. Right. So this is you made it easy. Yeah. Plus, he called me like I was at the NFR, you know, like with all these buddies. Yeah. Like I'm in. Like, was, like you're in your dream. I was that in a hotel room yeah. at the MGM. Yeah. And he calls me, and I'm just like, like as if I mean I would have said the same. So you thing. could pass up Las Vegas and the NFR yeah. and the Mirage, yeah. or I can go work at an office in Fort Worth yeah. or wherever that job was. Yeah. But and the only reason like I even went to that job interview in the first place was just to satisfy my grandparents. Not even my parents. My parents didn't give a sh- you know. Yeah. They didn't care. My, you know, my dad was my biggest supporter. But anyway, essentially everything in my life has been so that I can be in a rodeo arena. Yeah. The only reason I didn't go to um, like the Pitchfork or somewhere like that was because you can't rodeo. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. If you work on the ranch full time, you can't, you know, they don't want you to go out there. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. So um, so that's a true. Like, and, and now they hire day workers. Sure. And I'm all in for that. <laughs> you know, you bring your own insurance, you know, yeah, buck 25 yeah. a day. Like, right. you're there for, I'll do that all, long, all my whole life. But, you know, once you become a, a camp man, you're there. Yeah. Which is what Pop was for a time. Right. And right. Uh, anyways. So, that, but, but my point is, is like, even working on a ranch, which is like one of the, you know, things that rivals rodeo the most i couldn't do that full time you know because everything revolved around being in the arena right specifically on the buck and shoot end right right yeah that was uh i've been amazed at that for you just your commitment to that you know what i mean there was just no and it was i just remember like even in high school right like um then your dad set up like the first rodeo that they did yeah and like a long time maybe they had one back in the day no they I, never they yeah never they never did anything. so like you did that and it's just from the beginning man I mean, how much do you think of that was like pop's influence oh all of it yeah yeah i mean he died in a rodeo arena yeah that's like yeah that's all of it ever since i was a kid like that was like yeah he was rodeo there was no person on this earth more passionate Ooh. about that sport than and like like a list judges, which there's there's all kinds of judges. There's A B C D. Uh-huh. A list judges are the ones that do the NFR. Like after he died, he's like an A list judge came up. He's like, and he told me that specific thing. He's like, I don't know that there's another human that loved rodeo more than your old mm-hmm. man. You know, mm-hmm. and he knew and could do all events. That was the only reason why I don't think he excelled in any one particular one. He was just 
pick up, fight, um, bareback, saddle bronc, bull riding. He could announce. He drove trucks. He could team rope. He could um, he could rope calves. He could do it all. What do you think, and this is going to – I'm asking you to look into a crystal ball a little bit, but, like, Dale Brisby doesn't grow up in cowboy culture, right? Listen, you know, you grow up <laughs> in the city, right? Like – Completely lifestyle change. Like, what do you think you would be doing? Man, I don't even want to. That crazy to think about? Yeah, it is, 100%. Um, yeah. Computer engineering? No. <laughs> no, that's too organized. Yeah. Because I think that was a DNA thing. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the as far as just more abstract. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't, I'm not an artist. But I'm just saying, like, more just just go. Just do it. Like, figure it out. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't. I have a hard time describing myself in that sense. But I don't know that it, it would be. I don't know. I, I think about that. I think about that idea sometimes. It's like if you put somebody that's kind of well-known for one particular thing, you put them in a different, put them in a different context, right? You put them in something else, like what would they be? And. I have a hard time, like still, and maybe maybe this is why you know Man, you're kind of built for what you do so well because I can't put you in another spot. You know what I mean? It would be something entrepreneurial. I could see you. I could see you being like a like a Gary V type. Like you know what I mean? Like you're you're creative, ener- energetic, like business I, focused. So you do that. Yeah, I remember in. But like the Western fourth world, grade, your deal though. That, you know that's that's your game. Fourth grade game. Maybe it was. I went on a field trip. We didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had like a couple of dollars, like maybe two. Mm-hmm. And I had a like yo-yos were hot. Did they were they ever hot in your school? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. There was a time when every yo-yos, elementary school goes through a yo-yo stage. Yeah, like I and, think still uh, to this day. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But like we went on a field trip, and I came back with no more yo-yos, and I had like thirty-six bucks. You know, which wasn't you're out there hustling, dude. Yo-yos? I was hustling, not not just yo-yos. I would oil bearings. Oh, wow. I had uh, replacement string. <laughs> um, so I sold the yo-yos. So you were like a yo-yo dealership, right? And like then you I would, would sell somebody a brand new yo-yo. And then we had a service department. Would, yeah, service department. Yeah, which I was also in charge of. Yeah. Which yeah. we charged way too much, <laughs> especially for a yo-yo you bought from me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on back. You're going to need some oil for that. Yeah. Um, I remember that experience vividly. Yeah. Especially because like like – like I was lunch line, like I'm riding the bus. We had to we had to bus over to the cafeteria from from our school, uh-huh. and uh, like, or you could like go walk to this burger joint. I wasn't walking to the burger How joint. How old were you at this point? Well, so like, like off campus lunch was available to you in elementary school. No, 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 no. Like once you got into junior high, got it. Okay, you could walk over got to it. this burger joint. Junior high and high school, there was a burger joint walking distance. Two of them. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, in general, as a kid, mm-hmm. I'm going the dollar fifty lunch line. You know, whatever they're serving, I'm eating. Right. Um, kind of lunch. Um, <clears throat> maybe I was sixth grade. No, I wouldn't have been. Maybe it's fifth. Or, anyways, point is. Having $36 in a spot where I was able to now buy myself a, a, a 
not a more quality because I'm sure the cafeteria food was healthy. Yeah, yeah. But but like a burger, you know, and like flex on sure, my friends. Sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's I got, got that, lunch. Today. I got that yo-yo money. Yeah, you want to shake, baby? Lunch, baby. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that was that was, and I, I liked that feeling. Okay. But I loved like selling things, so I've always loved that, and I think that was going to come out no matter what industry I grew up in. Man, it's just. Like, I Yo-yos. love sales, but I Yo-yos. hate sales. Yo-yos. Yeah. That's your Horses, first, that was your first taste of the hustle. Firewood, yeah. vitamins. Firewood. All, anything. I did firewood. Horses were, horses are interesting. Horses are weird because, like, everybody thinks they can trade horses, you know. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. <clears throat> Let me just kind of blend our worlds for a minute, right? So on the legal side, legal world, you're like – we're settling a lawsuit or settling any dispute for that matter, right? Like everybody opens up with their with their offers, like, "Hey, I want ten thousand and like then they give like legs underneath it. You know what I mean? Like this is this is why because I spent this because I'm out this or whatever. The other side kind of counters it with their own number with legs, and then everything gets to, um, you know, it all boils down. You know, eventually the legs go away. Okay, and then we just swapping numbers back and forth. Okay, which is just you know I've always used the term. Okay, we're just going to get to horse trading real quick. You know what I mean? Once you get to that yeah, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, can you live with this number? Yes or no? Can you live with this number? If you both yeah. say yes, then that's the number. But I'm interested to to hear from your experience. Like, is 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 that a deal? Like, where like if if I use the term horse trading, like are there like like farm shows in Kansas where it's like people bring their horses and they're just up straight up trading horses? That's a dumb question, I know, but is it is that a deal? Man, it's like the earliest thing that anybody would buy from somebody else. Yeah. Aside from food, like horse trading is like when I refer to sometimes horse trading even has a negative connotation. Sure. Like if you say somebody's a horse trader. Yeah. Like you either mean it like they actually, if you need a horse, call them mm-hmm. and they know a guy, or you mean it like. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a shyster. Okay. Um, so because I think that's just like the earliest form of like trade that somebody can do where they could like shice somebody. Oh, I got it. I got it. So like a, like a, like <clears throat> the negative connotation is like the, like the, the modern. He sells day. Like you a lemon. A, he's a used car salesman. Yeah, he sells it's you like, a lemon. It's like the same deal. Yeah. It's like the 1800 versions of a right. used car salesman. And, and yeah. the horror stories are like you buy something at a horse sale, for instance, and then you get him home and find out he was aced up. Like a, like a, given like a, a mild sedative. Sure. To like calm him down. And right. then you get him home and, uh, and it, it, his true colors come out when he sobers up. You know, like that, that's like a horror story for like a quote unquote horse trader. But sure. there's people that trade horses that are very yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the point is. I think we is, should probably that, cut that's this how part the, out of the, uh, out of the podcast so it doesn't look so stupid on my part. You know what I mean? Cause like, I'm, I'm just. No, that's there, a good, that's a I'm, good I'm question. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, like, I've always used it in the sense of just, we're just trading numbers back and no, forth. No, no, no. There right? are people that do that. That now, like, Usually, like, hey, like if they're going to actually trade a horse, then like usually there's something to boot, you know, like, like, yeah. all right, you got this six-year-old that's, um, you know, getting close to being done, like mm-hmm. broke, ready to go to work, maybe rodeo horse. And then there's this papered up two-year-old that's got 90 days on him, but I'm also throw in $5,000 gotcha. to trade you for this, right. you know? 
Yeah, Garrison Gable, he's been on a podcast. You know Garrison. Yeah. He he uh <clears throat> he says that like when it comes tax time, CPAs hate it. But like bartering, like oh, he's like yeah. for instance, I found myself with way too much or more than what I needed square bales one year. Okay. And I had a couple young horses and I didn't have time to ride them at the time. And uh he he feeds square hay every day. Right. And that was a very mutually beneficial trade of like you ride these horses square for hay, me and I pay you in hay. And I let him I was like, whatever the dollar amount is, you know, like, oh, you're paying six dollars. Well, let's call these four dollars. Yeah. I don't care. Right. You know, or it's dollar for dollar, you know, because if he normally charges eight hundred, he was gonna charge me six hundred. So however you break it down. Right. But it was a very fair trade. He was excited about it. I was excited about it. And his CPA like didn't understand it. He was like, somebody got it, somebody, <laughs> you know? And he was like, no, no, this was a good, you know, yeah. sometimes there's just a good trade. Yeah. And there's horse traders that are like that. Like, like this horse right here, I could go take him to this auction and get 8,000 for him. You know, if you want him, you know, give me 6,500 and we'll call it, you know, like there's, there's yeah. people that will, and it's, it's a $8,000 horse. Right. You know? Um, but, Anyway, there's snakes in any industry, yeah, and so when you when sure. you talk when you say the word the the term horse trader, like I think you, it just depends on how it's used. So it's either you are literally a horse trader. And <laughs> I think I think I think uh, I have an uncle that lives up in Fritch that would fall into that category, right? Like he's like the oh you need a Shetland pony. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a guy. Like I, I can For call sure. somebody. We can we can get. There's know, plenty of them. Right. And um, Zach Burson is one. Okay, you remember Zach? Yeah. Zach Zach usually has. Uh, or knowledge of two or three really nice ranch horses. Just ready, like, you need one, you call him. He's, he's, your, he's your ranch horse broker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and typically in those situations, guys will get 10%. Shout out to Zach. You know? Yeah. Sorry, Zach, if you get we'll, some phone calls. We'll put your, put your number right here. Yeah, I'll put your phone number down here. Um, and, and that may have changed, you know, but I talked to him, you know, six months ago about a couple different horses for some guys. For some reason, people think I'm that guy. And I think it's just because being on social media and it's like in the industry and they just assume, and sometimes I'm annoyed unless I have a horse that needs to go somewhere. Yeah. Or I, I don't typically sell my own just because by the time I get them, I really want them and need them. But like if I, if I can make the connection, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to charge in most scenarios. If you wanted a horse, I'm not getting 10%. I wouldn't pay you anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a horse trader. <laughs> Anyways. Um, like, I enjoy that that hustle, though. Yeah. Now, back when that was like that – was, that was never the only thing. I don't think it's ever the only thing somebody does. And that's the, that's the beauty about being – meaning like, like you're a lawyer, mm-hmm. period. There's probably – there's not a lot of people that are just – Horse traders, period. Yeah. It's going to, like, for instance, Zach, you know, like he's got, he runs a few of his own cows. He yeah, day works yeah, yeah. a lot. He'll, he'll train outside horses. He'll trade a horse here and there. There's no telling what he's all in he the does. horse business. Yeah. Well, he's broad he's, sense. He is a cowboy by yeah. trade. Yeah. Like, that's literally in any which way that a cowboy can, can and will make money. That's what he's doing. Sure. Sure. So um, there's not a lot of people that would I, I think that I can think of off the top of my head like that's all they do, unless they own like a an actual auction yeah house and yeah, they, they you know that's a different deal though yeah. um so 
man, I was, I just had an, I just had a thought. I just, it just escaped me. Um, I don't know why I got on the horse trading deal. You said it, and I just, I've always, cows always too. Use it. Cows yeah. are the same way. Like guys, there'll be guys that have cows or know of cows, and there's a couple people that I can think of that. But it's like the thing that frustrates me about is just the clicheness. Like sometimes, like and and sometimes you can spot the, you know, the deals a mile away. Like mm-hmm. just like there's just like buzzwords. You know, that like this person may be 1000% legitimate. Okay. You know, with anything that they're saying, but like, like a cringeworthy word for me, for instance, cows. If somebody calls a set of cows, if I'm, if I'm looking for, you know, 10 head to put, add to a place that's got a lot of grass or something, and I call and they, they use the word fancy, mm-hmm. I'm getting off the phone. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Like, I just, <laughs> it's just a gut thing. I just don't like it. Like, and, it, and, and I think it's maybe kind of in line with the, um, with the, the itinerary type vibe I get, you know, like I hate wow. like an organized, like there's just certain buzzwords I, that just make me and feel that's like a buzzword. It's, so if you call me and I'm like, Hey man, I got a bunch of crossbred heifers. They're nothing fancy. You're no, going to be like, no, nah, we're done. No, the okay. opposite. Okay. Like, oh, hey, guys. <clears throat> and it's not Charlie's, just. These are real fancy. It's not just, You're just an like, nah. isolated word that scares me. Okay. Like, if you just, I don't know, if you, if you sound super genuine and then you, you happen to use that word, I'm not necessarily getting off the phone, but there's just like a car salesman type vibe yeah. that some people will have. Right. That they'll use terminology where it's just like, you're a car salesman, you sell cars every day, right. you've got a, a, you've literally got a vocabulary sure. that helps Your you sell sales cars. Pitch. Yeah. 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 Now, and so when it, there, there'll be certain people that, and I'm just like, man, this does, it, you, you have these words, you're just using them. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they may not be quote unquote fancy you know, right. anyways, whatever I'm getting into the weeds. Yeah. But the, the point is, it's like, like cowboys are like the earliest form of traders. Sure. You know, like there were being horses and cows traded long before cars. Fair. You know, some of the same people, obviously like it's just, but anyway, I don't know. I enjoy I, uh, sales. I enjoy, I enjoy a good, exchange like that one i was talking about with garrison yeah like you got a product somebody really wants and and they enjoy having it and you enjoy the benefits of selling it and whatever work it took for you to get to the point where you're able to sell it you know what would be okay so on that idea you know what would be maybe maybe make thousands of videos for years and somebody wants to buy a shirt and as 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 your lawyer i could this is an idea that i have for you we could work on this if this rodeo time gig kind of like if the tide goes out ends on up it. yeah ends yeah, up like if it, being something that we can all do uh no, you, oh, no you i'm saying like if this thing like if this thing falls apart oh, right? okay. you know like yeah. like it could happen anyway yeah, yeah house of cards baby but like if, if 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 it does like i feel like you really would enjoy have you seen that show where they're like okay you're, you gotta take this pin and you gotta like barter up into like an airplane oh have yeah. you seen that show yeah uh i mean i'm familiar with the idea yeah but i've not seen the show yeah, I feel like you would be, you would enjoy that. I th- I think I, I would. Yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah, bar- it would you know, be neat to start with more than a pin. Well, you know what I mean. Like you, you got to trade up. I understand. To get yeah. I'm, yeah. Anyway. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm with you. But essentially, though, like what you got to, I think what, and especially cowboys, like 
we're uh, people of simple means, and um, so it's hard. <clears throat> like, and and I'm sure there's entrepreneurs in other industries that are like this too. But you just can't get satisfied with like some I've seen like like farriers. Yeah, like horseshoeing is like a really honest trade. Like that's hard freaking work, but like guys can get content. You know, you get a couple yeah. hundred bucks in your pocket, and you're just like, well. I'm good for the week. Yeah. You know, and like you can't stop there. Yeah. And that's really any any little bit of this, you know, industry. Like you can't find yourself getting comfortable, you know, because it can go backwards real fast. Sure. Especially when you own a horse. Sure. So. I think, um, you know, I, I think the cowboy industry, though, is uniquely set for that kind of barter system. Like in the person that I think of that I see a lot that posts this. Type, yeah. Like, like Tyler Terry will post a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's got a lot. He's you know, because he's like, he's like, hey, I'm horses. looking for these one. types of bits. Probably and I got more this than saddle. Zach Burson, actually. Okay, is Tyler Terry. Yeah, but like those guys, like I see them all the time, just because we grew up with them, and yep. and uh, um, you know, went to White Deer Rodeo a lot with those guys. That was a fun but, trip. I remember that trip going back to your. Yeah, that was wild. That was a with fun your brother. Trip. Yeah, he he really handled that situation very. I think about that often. Be cool, like Caleb. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Like that situation when that dude was flipping out and wanted to fight, and the way he like was stayed real calm. Yeah, you never felt like he was cowering down. Sure, you know, sure because he was his voice and everything stayed very like calm and and consistent, and it wasn't like a scared. But 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 he also didn't get he didn't elevate or get angry. Yeah. But this guy did, and I think how calm Caleb was staying. This guy got more and more pissed. Eventually, the cops came over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are the cops going to look at? Yeah, they're not going to look at the calm guy. Yeah, who who then like deflects, and he's like, "Sir, I was just really concerned, your brother. Yeah, I was just really concerned with the way this young man because, so right before the cops came over, this guy starts getting mad. Yeah, so his girlfriend tries to like hold him back. Well, then he goes to pushing yeah. her, yeah, pushing yeah. her away. And Caleb is like, so then all of a sudden he switches it. Nobody even knows the original argument. Yeah. And now he's like, hey, buddy, you need to stop pushing this young lady. Yeah. Like, may have tr- even you, said yeah. words like exactly like that. Yeah. Which makes this guy even more mad. Right. Which makes her want to hold him back more. She, he pushes her more. Cops show up. And, and now all of a sudden Caleb has twisted this whole thing. <laughs> and he's he's he said, yes, sir, uh, officer. And he's talking like that calm. He's like... This this young man here is just oh, man, being great. Was he in high school? I don't know. He might have been. He might have been judging livestock over at Connor. He might have been. I have no Connor idea. But, but yeah, he, yeah, he showed up and he was like the taller, bigger than this guy, and 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 he was just like, um, sir, officer, this this young man is just. I don't. I don't appreciate the way he's handling this lady. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to turn the situation over to you, yeah. and I'm going to remove myself from yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, we all walk off, and this guy has to deal with the cops. Yeah, <laughs> because like the cops show up, and they're not going to. They're not going to grab Caleb. No, you know, he's like calm no. and cool. And he's like, obviously. Anyways, I think about that as you can tell. Like I remember it years later. Yeah. I think about that all the time when it comes time to deal with situations. Like stressful situations, like like earlier before. in the summer. Yeah, I was just like be cool. Yeah, be cool, and not to make a fool out of somebody, but it showed me that like staying cool. Yeah, getting the opposite isn't going to help anything. Right, right. You know, like if you stay cool, like that's when you can think clearly, and that's when the situation. Comes yeah, out dude, that's a good point. And I didn't. I mean, Caleb has always been. 
It's fun. It's funny. Was for he me. like that all the time? No, God no. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we had, uh, you know, people have people have asked like people ask Kevin all the time like, hey, did, have y'all fighting? We're like, yes. Like, well, like, that's like, different. I get it, right? But like, like externally, Caleb and I are very like, like you know, especially in the world that I work in, right? Which is a high stress. People freak out, and hey, you're getting sued. Like it's a, yeah. big, you know, like it's a big deal. People freak out. They hadn't been in that arena. <clears throat> I was like, I know what's a punch and what's not a punch, so we don't have to worry about it, right? Legal stuff. Caleb's doing his deal. His businesses are rocking and rolling. Same spot, right? Calm, cool, collected. But like between the two of us, dude, like it was just like hairpin trigger sometimes. Like I remember. Like the first day of school, maybe it was my freshman year of high school. He was a senior. So there was that dynamic, right? And first day of school, and we're like suiting and booting. You know, like I had like my Doc Martens on. I think the ones that you stole for like four years, and then I got them back. And then like my my lucky jeans. Like, you know, like like first day of school stuff. Like everybody's dressed up. And then I got frustrated with our younger brother, Colin, about something. And Colin was like in elementary school. He was like third grade, fourth grade. I don't remember what it was at. And Caleb got mad at me for getting mad at Colin. Next thing I know, like we grew up in Smyre, right? So like our, our front yard didn't have grass in it. And so next thing you know, we go from being like dressed, ready to go, like looking better than our Sunday best to a certain degree to rolling around, like fighting each other in the front yard in the dirt, right? And, so, and then on the first day of school, and we get up, we all got dirt in our teeth and we're like, okay, you done? Like, yeah, I'm done. And then we get in the car and we drive to school. You know what I mean? So it was like, like our relationship, mine and Caleb's especially, Collins was, Collins was younger than us, so we didn't have that type of fighting. We never really fought yeah. with him. Um, but Caleb and I, dude, we would fight all the time. Like my sister-in-law, he came to our house one time. I don't know if you remember this. We were in college, and we were supposed to drive back to Smyre for Easter or something. But I was, I was sleeping on the couch, and he woke me up by holding my nose. And I just lost it. Like I just, like I got so pissed. And 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 so next thing you know, like we're fighting in our driveway, yeah, over on Trace Meadows, and we're we're, we're fighting and in, in, like in between the two cars, like throwing like haymakers at each other. And then I was like, all right, dude, give me a second, I'm gonna go grab my bag. You know what I mean? Like we get in the car and then we drive for like you know eight hours or whatever it was. Like it was yes. just constant stuff like that. But like yeah, it was so it's so weird to see Caleb externally with other folks. Yeah, and then like with me particularly, it was, like, it was like we'll fight. Yeah, you and Leroy fight? No, no, no. You've never just punched no. each other in the face, not one time. Same situation though. My senior year is his freshman year. Like we were the same size. Okay, so I remember that we knew, like we both got really close to those moments, and we both knew if this goes to that extent, it's going to be bad. Yeah, real bad. And like we just knew that, and we respected that level of that that depth of how bad it could get. Yeah. I don't know; it was weird, but like it never just, never threw hands. No, no. I'm not saying there weren't like very mean things shared, but like it's like Gus and Woodrow. It'd have been touch and go which one of yeah. us made it out of there. Yeah. Gus and 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 uh, Blue Duck. Ooh, you know, like and he's like, why don't you shoot him? Well, he was ready. It would have been touch and go which one of us made it out of You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It would have yeah. been touch and go. Still to this day would be touch and go. Yeah. That's shocking like, to me. Because I'm like, I'm fit, and I stay fit. He's not, but he like <laughs> He loves the the fight. Yeah. Like, he, he enjoys it. Yeah. Like, somebody was kind of um, instigating that deal a couple months ago. Yeah. And I was like, dude, don't don't push that. I was like, and this guy, he he wasn't aware, and I was like, that's not gonna be pretty. Yeah, 
like both of those people are going to enjoy it. Yeah. And when you enjoy it, it's not pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't enjoy it. Never have. And I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what little I have, I, it's just not, I want to solve something. Let's, sure. You know, that's just not, <clears throat> and Leroy's that way too now. Yeah. But for a time he wasn't. I don't know why that's shocking to me so much. Maybe it's because maybe I'm like projecting my brother experience onto you. Maybe that's what I'm doing. But and there's some things you can't come back from. Yeah, dude. But it, in a weird sense, it was almost like because what if it what, like, what if it wouldn't have? What if it wasn't like all right? Let me go get my yeah, bag. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think that's where like we both had like a, what if like yeah that was the last time I talked to my brother that was eight years ago. Yeah. What if it would? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that would have been it, but like what if it was? I don't that deep down like. Number one, it's not going to be pretty. Number yeah. two, the outcome, you know, afterwards, what if it doesn't repair itself? Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. <clears throat> but, I, but, and maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's also part of like just me not wanting to go to that place with anybody. Sure. You know, which, which happened to me after uh, Tate Jones passed. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure why. Because that had nothing to do with altercations, but I walked to class with him the day before, mm-hmm. and everything was cool. And then after that, like I was just like, I don't, I don't know why it had nothing to do with his passing, right? But just the when when I lost him, it was a switch. Yeah. And not that I was like hungry for it before then, right? But I think just the interactions I had with people, it changed my perspective. Anyways, we're getting into the weeds, yeah, but. <clears throat> not the not the funniest podcast. Well, that part was not funny at well, all. Well, and no. and uh, and and I'll I'll share the burden on that. I mean, I'm not the funniest guy either. I don't I don't have the. Funniest That's what I was saying earlier. You know what like I mean? Sometimes these podcasts are the most serious things that 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 you do. They, they are the most serious things we do. But outside of this, I think I would I would think that sometimes your folks want to see. Past the clown makeup sometimes though you know what I mean. Man, like, to be they honest, wanna, they, the podcast, they want to see. I don't know. That's it, fair. I they do, do want. They do want some. I, I I mean I think you're right, but like I get feedback. People will yeah, text me. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer on the deal. That's the most. That's where I get the most feedback on the te- on the pla- on the podcast is the is the text nine four zero three five three zero eight nine zero. Um, but this is new for me, so mm-hmm. I I might find out in the next 30 days, like, Hey, I don't ever need to do a podcast like that with Peyton. Not, not yeah. with Peyton, but like the podcast I had with Peyton, that style, we don't, yeah, need we go probably with. should not. We should probably just erase it. <laughs> That's not, not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like the, because the people speak, you know what I'm saying? That's what, that's, that's what's most important. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's what I do. And the moment I disrespect that is the moment that I, uh, deserve to lose That's no but, but you know the the other thing though is is uh you know going full circle coming back to theo vaughn like like not that he's the the end all be all on podcast because there's you know i don't know man i mean like like joe rogan's <clears throat> podcast is serious it's funny it's got a variety of different guests you know like he's crushing it that dude yeah there's no telling too like and some of those podcasts on, you listen to with him are really lighthearted, right and then some of them get super deep right and i don't want to go that deep right like I just don't care to. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, no, yeah. I'll talk about like life things, like motivational things, things that have motivated me. Yeah, I'm not qualified either. But yeah. like, 
I don't know. Hey, I mean, this is we're an hour into this, so like if you've listened this far, God and, bless you. And you listened to the last one, which was with Drew Merritt, and and that one ended up being lighthearted the whole time. Part of this is like it's just me and you in here. Yeah. And like if Donnie, Leroy, or anybody else were in here to like ask the stupid questions about like what I was like or what, you know, like whatever, then it could have gone down a completely different. Anyways, whatever. If you've listened this far into this podcast, I appreciate it. Number one, if you listened to the Drew Merritt podcast, which was two hours long, then uh, text me which one you like more or maybe oh, equally. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Tweet. DM me on Instagram. <clears throat> anyway, there was a funny There was story. more Katie Kaufman jokes in that one, so I feel like Gosh, she's, it's it's just so easy to talk crap on her. She's so terrible. <laughs> um, when also do me a favor when you're done texting me which podcast you preferred over the other, um, DM Katie Kaufman and just tell her how much more of a fan you are of me than yeah. Her. Just yeah. let her know where your loyalties lie. Yeah, because we know we know where her dad's lie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's still got to hurt. So just with DB, pour some salt on that wound. Yeah. We also need to do the intro so I could just tell them, like, hey, this is what you're about to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> then it's just honesty from there. Yeah. Um, no, man. I mean, I appreciate you having me. This was fun. We didn't, I'm glad I I didn't I get to, I didn't get to ask you as many legal questions. Normally, that's a privileged conversation. Oh yeah, we're not really supposed you to put pay. those. No, I don't know, but I mean yes, but we're not really supposed to put those on. Mm. You know, the internet. Hey, can I do this? Well, it depends. Well, I, I I guess more. I was thinking just like like what what rapid fire legal questions. What what did you want to ask? Oh no, I mean just like I guess. At what point is it? where you're thinking that you need a lawyer that it's too late you definitely need a lawyer <laughs> kind of questions nothing specific I'll, I'll say this as a general rule of thumb a lot of people think when they get in a tough spot right like i had somebody call our office the other day and they're like hey i missed a car payment but i let my i let my finance you know i let my bank know it like before I missed it and I told them like in two months I'd get caught back up and I did that, but then they repoed my car anyway. And, and so like they're coming to me. And, okay. So, um, you know, like on the civil side, which is primarily what I do. Okay. Um, like there's a lot of like common sense problem solving where it's like, well, yeah, you've got an issue there, but like you haven't really been out of pocket yet. Like you've been frustrated for sure. Like it's a very frustrating thing, but like that doesn't being frustrated doesn't give you a lawsuit, right? Like that's yeah. not, those aren't one in the same thing. Yeah. Um, when you really get out of some money, that's a lawsuit, right? So on the civil side, if you, you know, just kind of put it in a general context, it's like if you're, if you've, if you're owed money or somebody's trying to collect money against you for a variety of different things, like at that point, and it needs to be a significant number, Right, like I, my rule of thumb is twenty five thousand. It needs to at least like that needs to be the floor of the dispute because otherwise you can get upside down in a hurry. Right, like it's yeah. just not. So you're working. talking about for anybody, not just people coming to you. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like and yeah, you can do small claim stuff yourself. I'm not saying that you can't. And, and you know, there's a bunch of principal fight. Like you know, like this is this is you, you see this a lot where. 
You're like, oh, this guy's, you know, he stole money from me and that's not right. And, and so, like, I need to make it known that that's not right. Like, that's fine, right? But that's a principle fight. So you're not really fighting over money. You're just fighting over that particular principle, right? Yeah. You want that guy to know that he got, like, he did wrong. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Pride, more prideful. Right, right. And that's fine. There's tons of, like, there's tons of those fighters out there. But you're not fighting over money, right? Really, you're fighting over the pride. So, so that's one thing. The other thing on the other side where, where my partner, Aaron Hutchins, um, he has a tremendous amount of experience in the criminal side. Um, you always need a criminal attorney, right? Yeah. Um, if, if you get arrested for anything, right, you need a criminal attorney, right? And, that's, and, and, and this is coming from a guy who doesn't practice criminal law, prim- you know, primarily. I do some pro bono stuff in the court. If you get arrested, you need one. Like, because what if you're in the wrong? Even if you're in the wrong. Why would you need one then? Okay, because, and this is, so this is an interesting kind of conversation, right? Because having been a lawyer for six, going on seven years now, I get this, and I had this conversation before I even went to law school. They're like, hey, if you know somebody did something wrong, like how can you defend them? Like that's a common question, mm-hmm. okay? Fair question. Um, but But I think people look at it from a, um, from the wrong mindset. And what I mean by that is I'm not, you know, crim- what criminal defense attorneys do, they don't necessarily defend that person's actions unless that's a defensible position, right? So it'd be like, yeah. hey, this guy punched that dude and because he walked in on his w- wife in bed with that guy, right? Yeah. So it's like, like, like that's why he punched her. Or, or hey, you know, like, like my brother right, in, in White Deer, right? Yeah, yeah, punched him. Like my brother in White Deer is like, hey, why did you intervene in that situation if it would have escalated that deal? Well, because I, she, you know, he was doing this to right. that girl. Like there's justifiable spots. But from a, um, in my opinion, uh, the legal justice system really requires, and we want it it's structured this way on purpose to where – just because a cop says something, and this is not a dig on cops at all, okay? Love cops, have a lot of good friends that are cops. Just, but just because a cop says something and they write a report that certain way, right? that doesn't mean that that's how that happened, right? Yeah. And, every, and you, you ask any criminal defense attorney in the world, they'll go, yeah, I watched the video, I watched the body cam, and the cop said that this did this. And yeah, he said it, but it was, it was taken out of context or whatever it yeah. was, right? So, so the point that I bring it up is, is – you need a criminal defense attorney. If you get arrested, even if it's like an MIP, DWI, get a criminal defense attorney because, um, man, I feel like I'm plugging criminal defense attorneys hard, even though I don't do any of that. So. Well, I asked but, you. But they, um, they're going to make sure that the cops did their job correctly, yeah. right? And that, and that your civil liberties weren't <laughs> infringed upon in a negative way. You know what I mean? So there's, yeah. there's, there's a whole caseload of stuff where it's like just because a cop pulls you over – doesn't mean that he has the ability to, you know, look at your, like, look in the trunk of your car. Yeah. Right? Unless there's suspicion, like, there's there's a process that he has to go through. And a criminal <laughs> defense attorney is going to know that process, right? So if he finds an open bottle of alcohol in your trunk, right, and he gets, he gets you with a you know, open container, whatever this case may be, right, but he had no basis to search your car, like, you can suppress that evidence. And a criminal defense attorney would do that, right? It's not necessarily that justifying the wrong it, it's it's um it's just protecting the method in which somebody is prosecuted because uh-huh. that method is is more important um than providing justice 
I got you. In a, in a very technical sense. If What's that makes the craziest sense. thing somebody's called you to represent them for, whether you did or didn't represent them? Um, man, that's tough. We get some crazy stuff. You, you, you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're up there. Um, I enjoy. Uh, let's see, some crazy stuff. Working with a client, it's not it's not crazy in like the the Hollywood script kind of sense. But there's some stuff where it's like for a guy from Smire, right? It's like, mm-hmm. dude, that's that's pretty intense. Like we've structured, uh, got a client right now um, where we are doing a they're a gun manufacturer and we're brokering a deal um, with a distributor in the Middle East, right? So that's like a war dog scenario for me. So like mm-hmm. you know, like the really you know Smire Texas, a little bit you know like I'm over here on zoom meetings with guys that look like they're in the movie. You know what I mean? Like they, like yeah. they look like they're in war dogs and we're doing, you know, like, so that's kind of a surreal moment, right? Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of a big boy move. Um, some of the deals that we've structured have been big boy moves that kind of have to I get through them. And then I like, I catch back and like, man, that was, that was a big deal right there. You know, yeah. um, there's just, you know, anybody that, that one of my mentors, and this is, this is a, kind of a good rule of thumb on the legal side is one of my mentors um, told me, he said, if something doesn't add up, right? He goes, it's money, sex, or drugs. One of those three things are, are playing out. And so like with that, like across the board, I could be like, oh yeah, this is a money spot or, oh yeah, like they're sleeping together. You know, or like, oh yeah, you know, yeah this guy's got a, you know, cocaine problem. You know, like that, mm-hmm. that stuff kind of bubbles up. Man, that's wild. Yeah, it is wild. It is wild. Um, it's fun though. Something new every day. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to kind of going back to what I was saying. I was like, I don't, I don't have a tangible warehouse to look at and go, hey, I'm, I'm growing this. But like, it's something fun. Something fun comes up every day. Yeah, that's an interesting play. You know, like, yeah. That I mean, as far as like what you're talking about about the tangible, that's interesting. But. All right. Anyway, you got to get out. I got to go. Yeah, you got to go to that meeting. Thanks for joining us. Um, thanks, thanks for, for watching, me, man. Listening to this episode, Old Son Podcast. The Old Son today was Mr. Payton Holt, lawyer of the one and only Dale Brisby. Text me. Let me know what you think about it. 940 353 Life advice. Go. Work where you want to live. That's all I got to say. Work where you want to live. Do the right thing for the right reason and live with the consequences. That also works. Yep. Yeah. And Dale Brisby, on to the next one. There we go.